got the sit, one hand. Oh, oh, oh. oh the post is broken, Matthews hit it. Oh, talk about a he-man. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your football life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Yes, thank you very much to you, Eric, and uh, welcome, Australia, for another edition of This Is Your Football Life, brought to you with the kindest regards of Tobin Brothers. Now, I hope our guest doesn't get worried because we're promoting Tobin Brothers, but uh, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, don't give it away, Doug, we've got to introduce you yet. The thing about it is, is that uh, Tobin Brothers are here to celebrate lives, and that's what we're doing today. This man is a legend. Make no mistake about it. 350 games at the highest level. Footscray best and fairest. Footscray captain. Footscray leading goal kicker. Third all-time Western Bulldogs and Footscray most games played. Footscray team of the century. Vice captain. AFL Hall of Fame inductee 2004. And inducted as a legend of Footscray in 2014. Doug Hawkins, welcome to This Is Your Football Life. Lex, Rexy, how are you? That was fantastic, Rex. I couldn't write any better for you, Rexy. Well, you actually wrote it. Can we give that away right now? Can you believe that that a little kid that was born, Mm. you know what I mean, uh, 54 years ago in the western suburbs and and you grew up supporting North Melbourne, who could ever believe that I could read out that CV of you? Yeah, Rex, it's it's amazing, isn't it, really, when you think about it? And I suppose all past players and even current players now was that dreamed about playing the one game Rex and you know and again you're right you know coming out of a, a, a place called Braybrook which is right in the heart of the western suburbs of Melbourne uh, you know working class area a lot of factories commission homes I suppose Rex is sort of place that what's not yours can become yours pretty quickly. Well, it can. You've actually bought Braybrook, <laughs> uh, you and your missus, which is fantastic. And the fact is that uh, you, uh, the stamp duty that some people pay, well, you could actually buy a house in Braybrook, but now they're a million bucks, mate. How about that? Rex, it's amazing how the uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how Braybrook's changed. It really has, and obviously, you know, multi-culture now. But you're right. I mean. Going back to the you know, even to the mid to to late seventies and eighties, you could pick up a house for thirty, forty grand. Yeah, that same house now, Rex, is probably six, seven hundred thousand. As we know, she's only ten minutes over the Westgate Bridge, and you're right in the heart of the city. So, just amazing. Uh, yeah, Brobert wasn't the place to be years ago because it was a working class area. It was a pretty tough sort of upbringing, which I had, you know, in the commission flats as a kid. Uh, now, there's certainly the place going down to Williamstown and Yarraville and Seddon certainly has changed. Now, tell us about your earliest memories of footy. As a kid in short pants, uh, your skill would suggest to me that you're above average kid playing cricket and footy. Tell us a little bit about your childhood growing up in this tough area. Well, Rexy, you know, at the end of the day, I I had the opportunity to go down to a footy club called Braybrook. Uh, The Braybrook Footy Club have produced a lot of uh, great players to come out of that footy club to go and play with the Footscray Western Bulldogs Club and obviously led by the one and only great Teddy Whitten, you know. When you get a bloke like EJ coming out of Braybrook, he was a terrific role model for all of us young boys coming out of Braybrook because what happened to Rex, we're getting a lot of people saying you can't do it, you can't make something of your life and it's a lot of rubbish, you know, with a bloke like Teddy to be a role model and to show the way uh, was just fantastic. And again, Rex, you know, the Braybrook Football Club um, taught me and taught all my teammates about this winning culture. You know, we weren't there to run second. We weren't there to be beaten. We wanted to be winners. And 
to come come out of that Braybrook Footy Club. Uh, we had four members of the Footscray Western Bulldogs team of the century, which no football club in Australia could uh, to match that. Would get near it. Exactly right, Rexy. With Teddy Whitten being the captain, as you mentioned, I was vice. The late Wally Donald, uh, one and only, back in the one and only flag in '54. And the great Georgie Bissett, which you would have played against Rex, who, yeah, who, who went across to West. Uh, so I went to Collingwood in that 10 year swap. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we had the Brian Wilson, the Brownlow medalist from Melbourne in 82. So, and, and Captain Robert Gronewagon come out of Braybrook as well. So, you know, and the late Dennis Collins, who played with Footscray and Carlton, Gary Merrington. The list, the list just goes on and on. There's some it's, great uh... players. Gronawagan still a Qantas pilot? He's, uh, I think, Rex, if he, did, if he did what he did in 85, he'd have 25 years in a slammer or he'd be shot by an air marshal on the plane. That'd be the end of it, him. It, it's amazing. I, uh, I, uh, goodness me, I spoke to Simon Beasley recently and he said yeah. the same thing. He said, no, I might be with him in my pinstripe suit. How about that? Uh, tell us about your debut at 17 years of age. You're just a kid. You've got pimples. Mm. You're playing with the club you love. Teddy Whitten, you know, yeah. the whole thing. Uh, tell us about the first game you played at the Western Oval or the first game you played for Footscray. Yeah, uh, Rexy, it was, it was really amazing. I'll never, ever forget it. Um, as you mentioned, I was a kangaroo supporter uh, outside of Teddy Whitten. I love Keith Gregg. And was he a great wingman? He won two Brownlows back-to-back in 73, 74. You know, but North had some great plays, didn't they, Rex? You know, the, the Shimmers, the Dentures, the Blights, the Cable, the Kekovich, the Glendennings. Uh, the list goes up, the Bridises and these type of guys. The list goes on and on. Um, so here I am, I'm only 17. I'm listening to the wireless, as mum would call it, my late mum, <laughs> Thal. Uh, we call it the radio of the tranny yeah, these days. And, the uh, wireless, yeah. Yeah, me and mum were listening to the wireless on a Thursday night, and there it was, uh, Dougie Hawkins, age 17, 10 stone wet, uh, picked on the wing against North Melbourne, who, by the way, won the flag in 77 in the replay yeah. against Collingwood uh, at the Western Oval, which is now the Witten Oval. Uh, Picked on the wing to play against my hero, Keith Gregg. First game, Rex, playing on your wow. hero. Well, it's so, amazing, too, that uh, in those particular days, there were duels and people came from miles to see them. You know what I mean? You know, you had uh, Van der Haar at Essen up against Knights and you had mm, Templeton there mm. against Francis Burke, these sort of blokes. But each week, you came up against a household name champion wingman. There was just no respite. 100%, Rexy. And the thing about that, being a young boy the age of 17... You weren't kid-gloved. You weren't, you weren't sort of held back and, and told to play seconds. And, you know, round two, I played, we played St Kilda down at Moorabbin. And they, as you know, Rex, they'd water the ground most Thursday nights. I lined up on Robbie Muir. Yeah. And I shook his hand and said, hello, Mr. Muir, how are you? You know what he said Mr. to me? Muir. You call me Mad Dog, son. That's what they call me down here. I said, gee whiz. I said, Mr. Greg, I've gone the Mad Dog. So so you're right, you know. Yeah. You, you look at that now and it really did teach you to stand up. And if you didn't want to stand up, uh, the old saying was swim or sink. Uh, you know, to play on Greggy, Shimmer, the great Robert Flower, uh, Mickey Turner, Ricky Barham, Jeff Cunningham, the late Merv yeah, Nagel, right. yeah. you know, Brian Wood, uh, the late Darren Mullane arrived in 84. Um, David Glascott, a hard-running wingman from Carlton. David Murphy, you know, from from, uh, from South Melbourne, Sydney. You know, there was just some great... Even Gavin Brown, before he became that centre-half, forward centre-half back at yeah. Collingwood, could have yeah. been a great wingman. So, you know, to, to know, Rex, as you said, to, to understand that each week you had four quarters, it was man-on-man, man. there wasn't this rotation system we have now. And again, you weren't kid-gloved, you had to step up. 
Yeah, before uh, Mick Malthouse got to uh, Footscray and uh, showed him a little bit about what uh, professionalism, professionalism was about, uh, Royce Hart was a coach and, uh, of course, uh, Bluey Hampshire. In 1982, uh, my memory serves me right, in the last uh, round they dropped you and you just mm. thought, well, uh, you're not going to drop me. And you actually had an offer to go to Essendon for more money. Rexy, 100% spot on. It really was a, that year I played my first state game of footy at the age of 22. Rexy, I was playing up a little bit, you know, I wasn't probably doing the right thing. I was enjoying life outside of my footy, having a beer, as that was sort of the bit of the culture. And particularly down at the Western Suburbs, that's the way things sort of were. And, and, and I was probably, you know, I was probably doing the wrong thing. And, and I love Bluey Ham. She was a fantastic bloke. And I thought he was a very, very good coach too. And I, I played for Bluey. I wanted to play for Bluey. But I, I'd, I'd done the wrong thing. And, and Bluey said, Dougie, uh, the last round was against Essendon uh, in the seconds. And I had a really good game. And uh, for a few mates of mine, Ronnie and Don Kerwin, who are Essendonians over at Essendon, I work for Ronnie in the Western Suburbs in his clean and business. And they said to me, would you go to Essendon? I thought, oh, gee whiz. And I want to play finals, Rex. That's what footy's all yeah, about. It's not about it it's not about me playing three fifty. It's not about you know winning the best and fairest or being the team of the century. It's about having that grand final with Dan around your neck yeah. in front of a hundred thousand people. And it been at Footscray. We weren't going to get it. We weren't going to achieve it. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm going. Uh, and then uh, uh, Nick um, uh, Nick Collum turned up as the president. Uh, Mick Moldhouse arrived. He was a new sheriff in town. He said, "Dougie, these are the rules. This is the law." You know, this is the way I'm going to do it. Mick was only probably 30 himself, and I was yeah, 24. Was yeah, was 30, so yep. I think he come to Rex straight out of being a player at Richmond. So, you know, he was fresh into the coaching role. But you know what he did, Rex? He changed the culture. Yeah. You know, he had us absolutely, um, I'll use this word the right way, hating the opposition. He really That's had it. us against the rest. You blokes are from the Western Suburbs that don't rate you, but I tell you what, you can play footy, you know. Yeah. He, he was real positive. He knew how to work me. He knew how to work certain other different players in our footy team. And uh, uh, I thought Mick Moldhouse at the Western Bulldogs, particularly 85 when we got so close, Rex, to that mm. that big one, you know, that big one, the grand final. Just goes to show how hard they are to make this. No oh. about. Now, Doug, I don't want you to get... Uh too carried away or too worried because Tobin Brothers are our major sponsors and I'm not asking you a question, I'm asking the people out there, Doug, where would they like Tobin Brothers funerals to celebrate their life, alright, because we're not ending yours now unless some idiot runs you over with your stop sign, alright, <laughs> now sure it can be at a church or a chapel but it can also take place at less conventional venues such as a golf club, a footy oval a restaurant theatre or even in a pub or 35 foot over Port Phillip Bay Doug, you can do that. Tobin Brothers Funerals, the sky really is the limit. If it's legal, they'll make it happy. Happen, happen. Anyhow, how are we going? Anyhow, Tobin Brothers are great supporters. We're celebrating the football life of Doug Hawkins. And my goodness me, it hasn't always been, uh, you know, beer and Skittles. But the thing about it is, what do you think now when they actually named a wing after you at the Western Oval called the Doug Hawkins wing? Like, it's a pretty special thing, isn't it? It was, Rex. It really was. And uh, particularly when you're still playing, you know, I was still fairly young. I was 20, 25, 26, back in 85, 86. So it really was a great honour, you know. And to have my wing and then to look across the the uh, Western over, which it was then, there was the EJ Witten grandstand. And I remember Teddy saying, Dougie, 
this one thing I'll never change. He said, I'll have my grandstand <laughs> with all my hundreds of thousands of, <laughs> of people and I'll wave to you and you'll be on your tin shed roof with your couple of mates from Braybrook, couple of beers with an esky and I'll just wave to you, Dougie. Um, yeah. But it was, Rex, it was, it was really fantastic. And, and Mick was really the bloke behind that. We had a day against uh, Fitzroy in 84, uh, the first game. The wind was blowing across the ground. Uh, first quarter, I probably had 12 or 14 touches. He said, Dougie, spend this second quarter on the same wing, which I did, and I stayed for the third, stayed for the fourth, had a BOG, and then from there on in, that was where I played, the outer wing, and that was the way it was. And, and Rex, it went to the other grounds. It went to Windy Hill. You know, it went to the MCG. It went to Waverley. It went to Carlton. It went to Victoria yeah. Park. And I, I played on the outer wing. It really was amazing how that actually happened. I don't know why the other grounds happened that way, but obviously being at the uh, Witten Oval, that side of the ground was a little bit damp. It sort of run down. The water would run down that side of the ground, and uh, and it just slowed the game down a little bit. Well, we're talking to Doug Hawkins, a legend of our great Australian game, and we're here with the kindest regards of Tobin Brothers, our relays. You can now take your break and join Doug and myself after this on This Is Your Footy Life. Well, check us out on Twitter at Rex Football Life. You on Twitter, Doug? Uh, what's that? It's a thing that tweets when it's a canary with a sore throat. You idiot. It's all for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Doug, we are celebrating your footy life. And we'll be back after this. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Well, we're celebrating the footy life and times of a hero. He was just a fantastic player, Doug Hawkins. He is the spirit of the Western Suburbs and the spirit of the Footscray Football Club. I just want to ask an opinion. Our friend Sammy Newman says an opinion, Doug, is neither right nor wrong. Would you like to see Footscray return and the Western Bulldogs just a memory? Good question, Rexy. I wasn't that keen when it first changed. I think it was 97 under David Smorgan and the footy club, by the way, did a terrific job for the club. I wasn't sure why we did it. And, you know, the idea was more to the attraction of the whole West. It's a big area, the Western Suburbs, Rex. So um, would I like to see it come back? Yeah, I think the Western Bulldogs fits all right now. And, you know, yep. again, there's a lot of Footscray supporters still out there not happy that it's not Footscray Footy Club. And I can understand why. Uh, that's been the case for a long, long time. And then, obviously, again, we, we changed that in 97. So, then, rest. I'm sort of sitting on the fence a little bit. Yeah. I still like the Western Bulldogs. But they well, changed North, the Melbourne, foot- North Melbourne didn't sit on the fence. They gave the kangaroos the flick and they said, we're North Melbourne, and bang, away they went. Yeah, yeah true. So, you know, again, uh, it doesn't really bother me too much, Rexy, that sort of thing. But um, either way, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable the way it is. In 85, uh, Malthouse really got you going. You mm. won six, 16 out of the home and away series and you went down by under two kicks against Hawthorne in 1985. You really then knew what it was like to bleed in inverted commas on a football field. That really cut you to the bone. Yeah, it did, Rex. It really did. And, uh, you know, first of all, to get there was, was something pretty special. You know, I'd been at the club seven or eight years and never played a finals game uh, before. And, um, you know, we weren't far away. You know, you're right, two kicks away. And I thought that year, Rex, we probably couldn't really match Essendon. Kevin Sheedy was very concerned about the Footscray Footy Club under Mick Mouldhouse because we'd beaten them during the year. And we just sort of matched up very, very well. And uh, we couldn't beat Hawthorne. You know, we tried everything uh, out at Waverley that day and it was a pretty warm day. And, 
Um, we gave it our best shot and we come up pretty short. And the other thing about it, Rex, 86 was going to happen. We thought it was just going to happen. But you know yeah. what? That step from the prelim into a grand final, it's a monster step. It's not an yeah. easy step. And we saw the Kangaroos, you know, play in a semi-final and then go play in a prelim and get belted by Sydney. It's a, it is a monster step because you're playing the best. You're up against the best to get to that last two is what it's all about. And we, we fell short in 85. Yeah. Now, 86, uh, towards the end of the year, tragedy. You broke your leg. Mm. Tell us how it impacted on your footy career at the time mm. and has impacted mm. on your life because it was just a bad snap, wasn't it? It was, uh, Rex. I, um, I Run us it, through I, the incident, will you? Well, I, I was, we were playing Collingwood. There were 70,000. Uh, I was being tagged by Mick Gaither. I was trying to get onto the late Darren Mullane. And first couple of minutes, Tony Shaw come from nowhere out of the pack, rolled on the ground, hit my knee. Um, went down. I thought I'd broken my knee, Rex. Initially, I thought that was what the problem was, but I tore my anterior cruciate. The uh, the medial ligament was ripped. The cartilage was torn apart. Goodness me. Uh, I already did my posterior back in 1980 on the, on the back of the backside of Brian Wilson So when he was at North Melbourne. So my, my knee was absolutely shattered. And what the great surgeon, his name was David Young. He put an artificial Gore-Tex fibre in as my anterior cruciate. Which now I think Rex they call a Lars a Lars thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was done back then in '86 by David Young, the great David Young. So the anterior cruciate was put in. I had to change my game. I wasn't the same player. Um, I came back. Mick Moldhouse played me on the wing for another two or three years, and then I had to learn to adjust to be a half forward flanker, goal kicker, and then obviously go to the half back flank. So my game had to change. I didn't have that twist and turn, which was certainly was a big part of my game, um, keeping out of traffic and keeping out of trouble. Um, yeah, so it changed my life, Rex. It really did. Yeah. I, I got to a stage there where I, where I had a six-month period where I'd... You know, we, we talk about depression and, and we talk about plays these days, and I reckon I was depressed, Rex. I didn't know it. I didn't know what yeah. it was. I lost yeah. my job as a truck driver. My footy career was over. Uh, my fiance back then left me, and I, I was just struggling. And I was starting to feel sorry for myself. Poor Dougie, Gee, this, poor Dougie, that. And and I gave the drink a real big, you know, whack, and it and it didn't help either. Um, and my life was really just spinning out of control. And uh, and luckily, somehow, I got back playing footy, and that was the key. Plus, meeting Rayleigh, my wife, got me back going again, Rex. Yeah. The the um the thing about it is that when blacks get on the terps, is really a good outcome, is there? Well, there's no outcome, Rex. There's no outcome yeah. to it. And all it does is, you know, get me into trouble. I was getting into a few arguments in hotels and stuff like that. And again, you know, living the life of a single man and I've just lost my way completely. And uh, gee whiz, I was very, very lucky to get back, Rex. Yeah. Uh, um, now, I just want to talk to you uh, about the big V. A lot of people are saying, bring it back, that sort of thing. They'll never bring it back because the clubs won't allow the players to be involved. Mm. I, I firmly believe that. But back then, you know, I, I was lucky to have one because that bloke called Royce Hart, who was always ahead of me. But oh, one I'm actually looking at it now in the studio, and I just think, mm. wow, that was fantastic. What did representing the big V mean to Dougie Hawkins? Well, Rex, it was it. That was what it was about. You know, I didn't play any finals. And again, 82 was my first opportunity. And of course, to be led by the great Teddy Whitten um, was something special. Billy Goggin was the coach, I think, that year in 82, if I can remember correctly. And I, I remember sitting on the bench there at Footy Park in South Australia late in the last quarter. And on my left and on my right was Bruce Dool. And Lee Matthews, and I thought, you know what? Goodness me. How good's this? How yeah. good's this? Dougie's yeah. arrived sitting next to yeah. these two greats, two champions of our great game. And uh, 
I thought it doesn't get much better than this, Rex. I said, don't worry about the scoreboard and don't worry yeah. about what I'm doing. It was just something special to do. You know, we had Neil Curley keeping it alive in South Australia. Malcolm Mal Brown was terrific in Western Australia. Yeah. Obviously, Teddy led the way here in in, um, in Victoria. And yeah. you know, to, to go to Footy Park was just absolutely unbelievable. They hated us. Kick a Vic, we kick a goal, they'd boo us. Kick a point, they'd cheer us. Yeah. Uh, it was just something special to wear that now, big V. You were there uh, with all of us that day that Ted and young Ted uh, mm. did the lap of honour. And Ted actually, Ted Senior, waved goodbye. He said, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm in all sorts of trouble here. Uh, yeah. I'll see you later. There cannot be a more emotional day for you than that outside your family. No, Rex, you're spot on. And um, that's now 19 years ago. That was back in 95. It's gone so quick. Um, yeah. I, know, I knew Teddy was really crook. Um, and, and one of my biggest regrets, Rex, is the fact I didn't go and see him um, when he was crook. I just wanted to remember the great man, how he was. And, and I do regret that now. Um, yeah. And then when uh, Eddie announced it on the footy show that the great man had passed away, yeah. um, I think it was on the last the last part of the show. It must have been around 10 o'clock. And uh, Sam Newman, Sam couldn't speak, um, chucked it over to me. I hardly I couldn't say a word. You know, he, was, um, he was something special. And, uh, yeah, it was, that, that lap of honour, uh, Rex, was something that will go down as uh, that is the highlight of the MCG, I reckon. And, and, and the fact that you showed that raw emotion, you know what I mean? Mm. I'm, uh, I laugh at people who say, oh, men can't cry, you know mm. what I mean? And all this. Well, when you love it, someone, Rex, like it, that, it, yeah. And, and you showed yeah. that love, yeah. you know, yeah. for a fellow human being. Mm. Uh, the, mm. the, the trials and tribulation of Whitten are just legendary, but the, the legacy that he's left not only for the Western suburbs, but for the entire code, is just immeasurable, Doug. You're right, Rex. And, uh, you know, he was a, again, I'll say what I said earlier, a role model. He was a great character. I mean, he had charisma. He, uh, he, he would walk into a room, Rex, as you would know, and the room would stop. Not the fact that he demanded it. He just had this charisma. He had this ooze of confidence and shade of arrogance, which you've got to have, I reckon. Uh, and he just walked in and everyone stopped and said, there's Teddy Whitten. And he just stood there and there was the great man. And he was a great man. And uh, uh, every day his name would, most days, Rex, his name's come up in my life. Yeah. And uh, it just brings back those memories of the MCG. And obviously yeah. breaking his record, you know, was something that I'll never, ever, ever forget either. And, and he was there to congratulate you. Our time together is just about kaput, Dougie. But I tell you, it's just been magnificent reliving what has been a marvellous life. Uh, what are you doing uh, today uh, in modern days? Are you, you're a lollipop man or what are you? I'm a lollipop man, Rex, which is a traffic controller. And yeah. I, I, I do three or four days with a company called Phoenix Traffic. Lovely. Uh, young kid named Toby Pimpwill who plays for Port Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Toby's a, a share partner in that business. So I work for those guys. I coach back at Smash Rex over the years. I've done a lot of junior footy coaching, which I've really enjoyed. Uh, this year, there'll be three boys from the back of Smash team that I coach will be drafted. Wow. Uh, young Liam Duggan, uh, Brenton Payne, who's a, the grandson of Charlie Payne. You would have played oh, yeah. against him, Rex. Yeah, my word. Over at Essendon, Big Charlie, yep. number seven. Yep. And there's a kid named Dylan Vojo Rainbow. Wow. Well, Bruce loved that. Wonder well, you're special. <laughs> That'll be special. <laughs> that will be special. So those those three boys, Rex, on this grand final side that I coached three years ago, uh, when a young boy collapsed and passed away, young Nathan yeah. Prince was very, yeah. very tragic. And, uh, Amazing. He's a fantastic young man. He was a terrific boy. Could have easily played lead footy but didn't get the opportunity. But these three boys from yeah. that team will get drafted, Rex. 
We're going to look for him, mate. Mate, you are a legend. We thank you for your time, and I'm sure everyone around the nation has just been very, very happy for me to talk to you today. And uh, Doug Hawkins, we appreciate your time today. Can I do it, Rexy? Certainly. Yippity, yippity. That's all, folks. Well, I've made a lot more money than you have out of it, Doug, but that you stick to the lollipop, mate. If you'd like to hear the extended version of this interview, check out facebook.com, Tobin Brothers Funerals, to follow us on Twitter at Rex Football Life. If you want to know about Facebook, Twitter and men on the moon ring DougHawkins.com.nfg. and this has been this is your football life thanks to Tobin Brothers celebrating life join us next week as we celebrate another life in the wonderful world of football